And we're live. Hey. All three of us Hello. are here. Hi. Yeah, why wouldn't that be the case? Sean, you've had something happen. What's going on? <laughs> I I was actually curious uh, because I didn't. So you had a thing today and I didn't know that you would be here. And now you are. And what's are you, is everything going good? Yeah, no, I had to just, uh, I had to drop my girlfriend off at the airport, so it was kind of an early day for me. We had to wake up at, like, 6. Sure. Okay, fair enough. No, yeah, I had, um, round two of face surgery. I didn't know I was gonna be doing this until the last week or so. Yeah, early this week, I think you messaged us. That's when it was, like, confirmed, like, oh, this is happening, and this is happening in, like, four days. Yeah. Why did they give you like no notice or did you just forget? Oh, I, face surgery is not something you forget about. <laughs> um, the I, I did have notice uh, in terms of like something is going to have to be done. The no notice part was like, oh, hey, we can get you <laughs> in like this week. That was uh, gotcha. So one of the plates in my face had started coming through out of my gums, kind of where the teeth and the gums touch. So there was an exposed plate. Oh, I see. Okay. Which is not the end of the world, but it was causing a gap to open up and like the tooth root to be exposed, which could get Whoa. pretty bad down the road. Yeah, that could be bad. So they're like, well, yeah, let's take this plate out. So it was a lot of me like going to my dentist, to the surgeon, to my orthodontist, like every couple of days for them to like look at stuff. And then Monday they were like, hey, we can get you in on Thursday. And it's just like, oh, cool. all right. Love face surgery. Yeah. The, um, the really the really nervous part was when I was talking to the surgeon's assistant who was kind of manning the whole surgery side of it. Uh, and she was like, yeah, so they'll, you know, they'll go in through your mouth like they did last time. And that's where all like my swelling is, is it's, you know, behind my lips up here. Sure. Just like last time. And they're like, and if they need to, they'll also go under the eyelid like they did before. And if those who have been paying attention, remember, that's how I started getting split vision is because they messed with the muscle there. So hearing right. that they were about to do that again, I was like, oh, please don't. Yeah. And then talking to my surgeon today, he's like, nope, I'm not doing anything related to your eyes. We're just going through the mouth. It was much more minor surgery than it was the first time, hence why I'm able to be on the show today. Yeah. And, and the fact that my face looks even cl- like almost 100% like it, it looks did this normal. morning it yeah. is ridiculous because if you had seen me after the first face surgery, I didn't look normal for close to like a month. Sure. Jeez. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, well. that's been my day. Um so, yeah, I actually did end up having to wake up at like 4.30 a.m. because that was the last time I would be able to eat before the surgery. Otherwise, sure. I could have stopped eating after dinner last night, but that would have been horrible. Yeah. And I had to drop my girlfriend off at the airport anyway, so I was like, well, I guess I'll wake up an, an hour earlier and have a breakfast. Sure. That's uh, I, can't, I can't beat that. I, I've just been working this week. <laughs> Nothing, nothing particular, I guess. <laughs> Anything new with you, John? No, I'm just tired today. Cat kept waking up constantly, wouldn't let either of us sleep. 
currently upstairs howling because he wants to go out, but the weather dropped like 10 degrees since he went to bed and since he woke up. Yeah. Let him go out. He'll learn fast. He doesn't want to. That's the thing. We're trying to let him go out. And he's just like, nope, too cold. But I still want to complain. So I'm going to sit in the living in the living room and yell downstairs at me and upstairs at her. Yeah, that's just so we both could hear it. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, Let's just jump right in, I guess, to the top down perspective for February 3rd of 2022. Uh, I'm Paul Fleck. Sean I'm John Wheeler because it threw me off that Sean wasn't <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, be a little more quiet today for obvious reasons. Well, let's get you out of the way, Sean. What have you played? Let's get it done. Yeah, I guess I've been playing kind of the, one of the more exciting ones. Um, yeah, I've been playing Pokemon Legends Arceus. Nice. Okay, I need to know about this because I've seen people on my feed complain about a bunch of shit, but I people I know that are closer to me have loved it. So what's going on with this thing after it, there's a, it's a slow start, Okay, Um, but I'm, I'm almost okay with the slow start because of kind of all the new mechanics. Yeah. Um, I have come down to that. I'm, I'm really enjoying this game. Cool. And I, I say that as someone who did not even finish the, uh, diamond and pearl remake. From what I heard, not many people did. Most people didn't dig that one. Except yeah, for the speedrunners, I'd finished it in like eight minutes or whatever. Oh my god. <laughs> um, it wasn't so much an issue of me not liking the Diamond and Pearl remakes. It was just like, I, I think I, like, I got to a point where I was like, maybe I just don't want to play the remakes again. Like, this formula I have, is yeah. so <laughs> much the same that, like, maybe I'm just going to dip my toe in when they release a new region stuff that way i'm at least getting some fresh content sure so it is the difference that's making like this kind of fun for you just it's a different thing or different yeah this this is pretty it's it's pretty cool how different this is and i really do feel like if you have any kind of interest in pokemon and you've 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 stayed away for a bit you you really might want to give this one a try with how fresh it feels and Okay, and I and I mean that in in so much to say like the Pokemon Company is so like slow with iteration. Yeah, that I think it would be fair to say that they hate you. That they hate they hate oh, the yeah. people that play their games because they don't care. They're gonna still make bank. Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> and the fact that this is so different is is mm-hmm. pretty crazy. And. and and good for them. I will say though, this game looks like it should have been on the Wii or the 360. Like it looks kind of like garbage. I have heard this complaint. I think it looks that's, okay. That's like the main complaint I keep hearing about it is graphically. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe like in person playing it, I would feel differently. The screenshots and stuff I've seen of it seems okay, I guess. But uh, yeah, I, you'll probably notice more stuff when you, when you're playing it yourself. I will say yeah. from like a, a mechanics and a gameplay standpoint. It's a breath of fresh air from a, Hey, this is 2022 and there are almost expectations for like what games should have at this point and how they should look, especially from what is the richest media property in the world. Yeah. It's almost inexcusable. (laughs) Like how, uh, so I agree with you. How much of this do you think is because of the hardware it's on? 
and limitations to that because I've heard there's some like frame issues. Some people I haven't had, had too well. much frame issues, but there is a ton of popping. Like, let me give you okay. the worst example I have seen. Yeah. When there are side quests that open up and it'll be like, hey, go talk to this NPC. They'll give you a side quest and you cannot see on your map where that side quest is going to be like the NPC is. I have yeah. run over to there to where the marker is, seen the marker floating in the air and been like, no one's here. Do I need to come back at a different time of day? And then a few seconds later, a person fades into existence. Wow. OK, that yeah, that's pretty egregious. I don't think I've seen pop in that bad on this. I don't I don't play a lot of switch <coughs> games, so yeah, I don't it think is not even bad. for switch games. That seems pretty bad. Yeah. Um, and it almost undermines kind of the core concept. This game is about exploration. It's about yeah. catching Pokemon. It is not about battling Pokemon. That is an aspect to it. But primarily it is about exploring the world and catching Pokemon. And the fact that I can't just like look out at the horizon and see all of my options of Pokemon to catch is a kind of a bummer. <laughs> like I need yeah, to get I need point. to get somewhat close to these Pokemon before they will appear on the screen. So it almost is like in Breath of the Wild, there's like no pop in. You can see something really off in the distance and I'm like, I wonder if something's cool over there. And because it's Breath of the Wild, something cool is over there. Whereas this is like, I guess I'll go to that blank area and hope there's a Pokemon. Oh, hey, there was a Pokemon or oh, nope, there wasn't. So I did try watching a little bit of a streamer I follow play this. And I, I, I always think every Pokemon game looks boring to watch, but like usually I have fun playing them. This looked extremely boring. Like I left after a few minutes. I was just like, they're literally just running in a field with nothing around. Okay. So I don't know. That's my experience with this game is thinking it looks boring. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that there are Pokemon constantly. Because I also do think that would be that would be a little too much. Um, sure. Like one of the yeah. cool things about this game is that you are playing as the player and you mm -hmm. have health. Like when you come across Pokemon, they will attack you because they're that wild cool. animals that don't want you in their habitat. Um, which is super cool. Like there is a dedicated yeah. dodge button for when a, a Pokemon charges at you and you can't get hurt or you will pass out. That is cool. I like that. That's yeah. super cool. Um, so let me kind of get into how the mechanics of this work. Um, primarily you, you are, you're going around the area. It's not a full open world. You are going to set biomes at a time. So it is, sure. you do definitely see kind of the roots of like the wild area from Pokemon Sword and Shield, but definitely expanded sure. upon in a, in, a, in a strong way. So you're going yeah. around and you'll come across like a, a Pokemon that's in the wild. And the Pokemon can do various things depending on what kind of Pokemon they are. Some will run away immediately. So you need to be yeah. really stealthy. There's a, there's a crouch mechanic. There's hiding in tall grass. You can throw different types of food to distract them and keep them busy even how you hit the pokemon with a pokeball like if you hit them from behind you have a higher success chance of catching them makes, makes sense. sense sure yeah yep. well it does make sense when you put pair that with a pokemon game it's like are you kidding me this is incredible because you know two years ago pokemon would have given you two middle fingers if you had asked them to do something cool like this yeah that's true yeah that is a good little change that is kind of unexpected when you put it that way. Very. Your other option is, let's say you just want to battle the Pokemon. You can then throw your Pokeball at it. And if your Pokemon comes out of the Pokeball in like a relatively small vicinity, they will battle. 
what's also interesting is a lot of the Pokemon will be in packs. Like they'll be like, you know, three Zubats together. Yeah. If you throw sure. your Pokemon at this, it is now three against one. Which is yeah, also cool. Sense. It does make sense. <clears throat> Again, though, yeah. Pokemon wouldn't have made this kind of sense. Like, but I thought, it, no, they, I remember them having group battles. That just, that just sounds like the group battle thing they used to do. You had group battles against trainers. Yeah, there was never group no, battles against Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Dude, that's like either not either X and Y or the one right after that. I remember that. I think you're missing. You could fight five Zubats at once or Geodudes. That is a mechanic from either X and Y or Sun and Moon. Oh, you know what? You, I think that was a one-off mechanic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm and gonna confirm in the chat. Horde battles were a thing in X and Y. Yeah, that has not been a thing for a while. So yeah, I completely forgot about that. They they went away with that for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess in some capacity they did bring that back, and that is cool. But it's based on the vicinity. I think before when they did it, it was just like random encounters. And oh, by the way, you stumbled across five Zubats. Go fuck yourself. So that's another cool thing is you kind of have options to how you want to like approach each Pokemon. And the reason you're approach- approaching these Pokemon is you are you have been tr- sent back in time for some unknown reason. You are someone from the modern era, presumably because you have a smartphone <laughs> and you've been presented. You've been, you're sent back in time in the Sinnoh region, which is the Diamond and Pearl region. And. Your task is to create the very first Pokedex, which you are doing with pen and paper in a notebook, which is kind of cool to think about that. Yeah, that's cool. And the way you do that is by continuously engaging with the same type of Pokemon over and over again. And there's like different things you can do. So, for example, if you catch they're like tiers of it, if you catch like one of it you'll get a check mark. If you catch four of it, you'll get the next tier unlocked. And as long as you like get about 10 points worth for that Pokemon, you will complete that full Pokedex. And you don't have to just catch them. It can be things like, how many have you defeated? How many have you defeated with a certain type of move? How many have you seen use their specific type of move? How many have you fed things to? So there's like different objectives per Pokemon of how you can fill this Pokedex. And there's way more objectives than you need for the number for, to hit that 10. So yeah. if you're someone who's like, I just want to stealth around and catch Pokemon, you can totally just do that. If you're someone who's like, I just want to battle these Pokemon, you can totally do that and you'll still complete their Pokedex entry. We have a ton of different options. Okay, That's pretty cool. new. That's really cool. That there are cool. no, yeah, there are no gym battles. The way you okay. rank up is okay. you are collecting enough information on Pokemon that you like get to the next tier of like, hey, you are now a two star explorer. Pokemon level 30 will obey you. Um, and if you are looking for the battles, there are some trainer battles. They're, they're pretty sparse. Like you, this is not really so much a battling game in, in, unless you want to battle the wild Pokemon you can. But in terms of battling trainers, there's not a ton of that. And you'll right. even come across like enraged alpha Pokemon who are just like so crazy and frenetic that they are just like charging at you full tilt and you need to jump out of the way and like try and calm them down or have them run into a wall so that they're stunned and then you throw your Pokeball out or Pokemon out and then have a quick battle to get a bunch of their stamina down. Like it's like a boss battle, but you're kind of part of it. Okay. When you're in Pokemon battles, you can move around and like view it from different angles. There's no reason to do this. I don't know why they do it. You can literally go stand in between the two Pokemon while they're fighting 
and you'll get hit by the moves. Oh, I was going to ask that. It doesn't do okay. anything. Like, it doesn't take yeah. away from the health you have. But if I just oh. want to stand there, I could. I don't really know why okay. they let you walk around. Hmm. It's Interesting. But you, you can walk around while they're Pokemon battling. And while you're in a battle, it is the usual Pokemon battle style. Each of them are taking a turn. But they've expanded sure. on it a little bit. You can see the turn order. And now if a Pokemon has used an, uh, its moves uh, enough times, it'll master those moves. And then okay. you have the option to do a strong style or an agility or an agile style version of that move. Okay. Strong cool. will do more damage. It'll take up more Pokemon points to use the move, but it'll be it'll lower you down in the turn order. So you're going to go slower. Right. Agile, weaker, you get to go fast. So you get like two hits off. Kind of cool. So you can kind of... Yeah kind of a uh, you know prioritize how you want to deal with this pokemon yada yada so they, so they took final fantasy 10's battle mechanic and put it in the pokemon uh, or most I jrpgs uh, i feel like yeah a lot of them have yeah turn order kind of stuff these days i, I don't know if final fantasy 10 is the first one but it does have that for sure so it's just the first modern one i can think of um the pokemon can now also learn more than four moves and you can swap between which four you want to have available during a fight that seems like something that should have existed for years, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad that that's a thing. Sorry, uh, I missed one. You can't swap during the fight. You can swap when you're outside of a Out fight, of but you can have, yeah. you have like a, a, a pool of six and you can say, I want these four at the ready to be able to be used. Yeah. It's pretty cool. You get a horse pretty early on, so you're running around the environments. Um the environments are pretty big, even though they are set biomes and it's not a true open world. The environments are, are, are fairly substantial. There's a lot of side quests to take on. Uh, yeah, like it's a slow start. But again, there's a lot of kind of new things, even if you're a returner. So you kind of have to go a bit slow, even even though I kind of like you kind of get it pretty quick. They could have sped up the pacing at the beginning a little bit. Mm hmm. But I want to say I'm like three to four hours in now. Sorry, by around three to four hours in, you're kind of like fully open. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Now. And then I'm like, I'm really enjoying this game. Cool. Yeah, it's it is cool. I, I really do think that if, if you if you like Pokemon, but you've been away from it for, you know, one of the many justifiable reasons, I think this one is really worth trying because it is something pretty special when you compare it to the rest of the stuff. You've made it sound more intriguing than like anything I've read about it online by far. So it's fun. Like I said, it looks kind of like trash. And the <laughs> fact that there's like absolutely no voice acting at all. There's like no sound effects when characters are talking like it's. Oh, again, that is weirdly cheap. Yeah, <laughs> That's the thing is like there okay. are I, I understand there are plenty of games that like don't have full voice acting don't have stuff like but they that, have but like, like or something or something yeah. like that this is the most profitable media like <laughs> topic in the world like nothing makes more yeah. money than pokemon what is like why i don't understand <laughs> yeah there there is a little bit of a difference from like a single person indie dev not having that and like a pokemon <laughs> I mean, even Zelda, which has no voice acting, Link still like emotes Makes sense. some odd. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no none of the characters do that, and it's weird. Like you'll see like door like doors look exactly the same. A lot of the tents look exactly the same. Like it it does look kind of cheap. And I'm even not just trying in to the say, chat here, fake voice sounds would have made it so much better instead of just silence. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not trying to say 
they were lazy or whatever. I'm just saying, I no. know you have the resources. Totally. So what, what? why are, aren't you doing more? But that's, that's then that's the Pokemon company. They don't have to, they're going to sell yeah. more than w- numbers. I can't even imagine. Here's the thing. What I keep hearing is that the least profitable part of the Pokemon company is game freak is the actual games. So as a result, they yeah. have to release in line with everything else. So they can't like delay a game. And as a result, they have to rush things. I keep I mean, hearing even, that being the story. Even if that's true, if they are the least profitable Pokemon titled thing, Pokemon is still like in the top five of Nintendo Switch titles. Like they, they're not losing. They're not short on cash. Yeah, but I'm saying they're not not necessarily that they're short on cash. They're short on dev time. Because remember, they're they're basically doing a Call of Duty release cycle with one studio. So I'll counter that with this came out like three months after the last Pokemon. They there was no need for them to come out this quick, right? Mm, But apparently that was later than they wanted to release it in the first place. That was intended for last year, from what I remember. Was okay. I mean, either way, that that would brilliant. Diamond Shining Pearl was actually one of the first times it was a different studio. That is true. But from an intent from like a like we're Nintendo and we're putting out tentpole franchises. <clears throat> I'm very confused why these are so close together. It, it seems like a weird marketing plan. Like I think I think it's honestly because they feel like Arceus is more for adults and Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearls for a younger audience because it's basically the same audience they would aim for for the original Diamond Pearl. Yeah, maybe. I, I would definitely argue that uh, Legends is definitely not an only for adults. Kids can definitely play. Oh, this I know. Year. It's Pokemon. It's never going to be yeah. only for adults, but I'm saying like they're they're aiming, they're changing it up enough that they were definitely trying to get people who stepped away back. I hope so. And it does definitely feel like they're trying to cater to a to a, like a, a more experienced crowd now, which is great. I want to see them continue going. I think the next one of these, well, here's Pie in the Sky. I would love if the next one of these, if they like really like took the shackles off and we're like let's do a full open world let's make it run really good let's let's do everything but knowing that their track record is dirt as far as i'm concerned i bet we're going to get tiny little increments if they do continue to like keep going with this i don't see why they wouldn't that's kind of the question you think they're going to start is this going to be like its own series we're going to keep getting alongside the, the main one again like there'll be like two major pokemon games now coming out Oh, yeah. Linebeck says there was a multi-episode anime special for this game. So, yeah, they would have had to play along with the release schedule for anime, too. TV production schedules are its own beast. I'm always surprised they don't use some of the, like, sound effects from the show. Like, when you go to, like, the Pokemon and want to hear its cries, it's still that, like, grungy Game Boy sound that we've we've come to know for them. And it's like, I know you have sound bites from the show that sound like... You know, Pikachu saying Pikachu. Why don't you just use those? I think it's because they don't they don't have to make one for each area in that case. Because remember, every Pokemon has a different name depending on the country or area it's in. Or they can just use the same sound for all places. But they do work because in the show, they go out of the way to make sure we're going to show every single Pokemon by the time this series is done. So they are recording every Pokemon saying its name. Yeah, but I'm saying it takes up way more space to do 500 Pokemon's worth for English Europe, oh, France, Spain, Italy, Germany, like, yeah. Yep. No, that's true. Then just like a grungy sound effect. Well, I still think that sound effect should be better. I would like rather the, the vo- vocal names. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah. So like they did that for Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu specifically for Eevee and Pikachu. So like, that's great. 
But yeah, that's probably why they would never do it for everyone. Yeah. So, you know, kind of like thesis point here is it's a lot of like two steps forward, one step back, kind of. But it is still you are still getting a step forward. It is it is still a lot of brush of fresh air. And the fact that it is different enough in any way Mm. kind of is leaps and bounds as far as I'm concerned. So I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Cool. It sounds like there is a point where even the people that buy it thinking, oh, like, I don't really like this too much, end up really liking it at some point. So, yeah, slow beginning makes sense. Yeah. Um, And like I said, I was about to bounce off the, the remakes and, and start cutting back a little bit on Pokemon and, and it yeah. just came out at a really great time for that. Um, sure. Other than that, I've been playing a little bit of Windjammers too. Okay. Uh, that, wow. game is, that game is so hard, man. <laughs> Holy smokes, that game is hard. <laughs> That's why I'm surprised. It didn't seem like it'd be your kind of game. They put so much stuff into it in a, that Windjammers didn't have in the uh, original. Um, it's like almost a fighting game now with all the, the different kinds of throws mm. and stuff you can do. Mm. Um, like not not only is there like curve shots and whatnot, but there's like lob. Those you were already ju- there. You can jump in the air and do spikes, and there's slap shots. Um, what was some of the other one? You have a meter that you are filling up. That you now every move you can do, you can now do a charged version of it. If your meter's high enough, or if you re- rebuttal or, or counter fast enough, it'll also be like a charged version of it. There's just, there's just so much, and I am so bad at the game, but I love the look of it. Oh, it's such a good look. Um, so I've only been playing a little bit. I went through the arcade on like easy, and even that was pretty hard. Uh, and I played a few rounds online, which the online was working totally fine that I've played. I've been hearing mixed things about that, but I haven't had any issues. Cool. Um, and yeah, that's on Game Pass, so definitely check that out. Why not? Yeah. And that's all I've been playing. All right, John, what about you? Anything? Pretty much nothing. Uh, Pacross S7 came out a couple weeks ago, and I only realized it came out like a couple days ago, so I picked that up and did, did my usual like five puzzles a day or whatever. Um, on stream for game clearing, we beat uh, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles for NES and oh, okay. uh, Tiny Toon Adventures Wacky Sports Challenge for the Super Nintendo which was like hmm. this brutal like sports mini game collection where like just you had to beat the game on four difficulties to actually oh, get to the ending and like the last difficulty is just mean yeah you, you had to get like perfect on a couple of the mini games just to clear it it's just rough but we managed to beat them both on monday good lord cool yeah, yeah. And that's, the, is this like a new uh what have you announced what you're doing this year for like game clearing? Yeah. What the new so, gimmick is or whatever? Uh, the 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 title of the game clearing this year is remix. So each month has oh, a has a yeah. mix that is based off of either previous years, but just changed slightly. So January's was revenge, where all the games I picked were my choices, and they were all games that either we had played on stream but got close to beating and couldn't, right. or games that we had uh, that in my childhood I used to rent or borrow off of friends, tried to beat and couldn't. So a lot yeah. of the games we cleared in January were all games I kind of grew up with that couldn't beat, like uh, the Flintstones, the movie, the game for Super oh, Nintendo, man. Who Framed yeah. Roger Rabbit for the NES, yep. Home Alone 2 for the SNES, The Simpsons Bart's Nightmare for the Super Nintendo, stuff like that. Oh, man. Cool. Have you announced what the theme is for February yet? 
February's theme is love for subs. So uh, the subs okay. that have been around the longest, because uh, oh, apparently in January, okay. a bunch of subs hit 100 months being subscribed. Oh, so uh, I'm going, I'm picking uh, game choices from subs that have been around some for like the longest time. Very cool. Cool. Do you have any idea what the some of the choices are yet? I haven't quite looked through the list yet. I have the names of the people that I will be pulling from. I just haven't sat down to do it because, funny enough, uh, March's theme is going to require a lot more setup. So I've been working on March's instead. And sure. then I'll get the games for Monday ready, probably Sunday night. Right sure. On. That's just looking at a list, like you said, right? Like, that's yeah. not... Yeah, that doesn't require too much setup, thankfully. It's just being like, all right, what did this person do? <clears throat> uh, oh, that game's not, that won't take too long to do. Let's do it. Stuff like that. Cool. All right. Um, I finished my Momodora series uh, playthrough with uh, Momodora, Reverie, Under the Moonlight, and Minoria, the uh, spiritual successor that came out a couple years ago. Uh, we were, so, we yes. were actually going to raid you yesterday, but we caught you just as you were watching the credits for it. <laughs> yeah um and then after that i just played vampire survivors which i'll also talk about but anyways momodora 4 is fantastic it is definitely short but when you compare it to one two and three which are like an hour long it is like four or five times that length so it is definitely it makes sense why that is the fully fleshed out on a steam thing for like 10 bucks or whatever uh it's easily worth it if you like metroidvania games it plays very good it has a decent story going on in it it's cool uh i was more impressed with minoria though so this was a game that um i don't remember if it was on the show or off when we were just talking about it where you were saying it was uh maybe the 3d one this definitely yeah it was this is what i thought this was supposed to be the 3d one but then they they changed it because the 3d one wasn't coming out very well Sure. So this definitely, I think, uses assets from what that was, though, because it is definitely like cell shaded 3D uh, sprites and uh, assets in it. And it gives us really cool, almost like moving il- kids illustrated book look to it, um, even though there's like horrific stuff going on in some of the parts because demons and shit like that. Uh yeah, there's not a whole lot to say about that one that is much different. It's the continuation of the series. It's definitely the the most modern looking and plain one out of them. It has some cool movement mechanics where your double jump is actually a sword sw- like uppercut in the air. You use it as a double jump for platforming, but it also comes along with like being able to do damage with it. Your dash is a like sword dash sort of thing which is also primarily a combat thing but you use it for platforming as well in some parts yeah it's just a real that series is just really really good and i think people should play it especially momodora one and two are free on itch.io you can just download those and play them for an hour an hour and a half or whatever they are and then if you like those they just progressively get better and better and they all kind of have like a similar theme and tie to them of these like group of priestesses or nuns and like banishing demons and all that sort of stuff there's some and they make minoria makes a callback to the series and it's not explicit but it's very cool there's a that series is awesome and i can't wait for the fifth momodora game that has been announced this year and is coming out sometime i don't think there's any date set for that yet so um 
yeah, I've been playing Vampire Survivors, and I played a little bit more last night, but Vampire Survivors is the game that you were talking about last time, John, and yep. I was saying that, like, I've seen screenshots of it, and I'm just like, this looks terrible, but... I saw we were talking about it after it's like oh it's like two or three bucks or whatever I bought it to check it out and it is like all of the fun addictive stuff of a phone game without any of the weird like monetization that makes you empty your pockets to get all that stuff there's the bells and whistles and sound you see the numbers go up you see hordes of enemies like fall at your feet or whatever and you get little prizes to make you stronger and you see how long you can go and yeah that thing is very much one of those things that if this was on the phone you would be buying extra turns or like you would be buying upgrades or whatever to make the next run stronger and i could see some really weird parallel universe or maybe like a clone of this that is disgustingly monetized but for right now (laughs) this product is just very very fun and cool and just been a great like podcast game or whatever to waste some time in um i definitely think that anything so i don't like any of the items in that game that are randomized i like being able to control stuff so i really like the whip for instance because i can aim it i like knives because you can aim it um anything that does aoe kind of like regularly is overpowered in a way that like you basically always want to take it yeah i don't know it's one of those things that like any roguelite or whatever you have to like be in to know what i'm even talking about right now but like garlic is one of like my favorite things i like that when you rank something up to its maximum you have a chance to evolve it and get like the stronger version of it so i got the like strong version of garlic which is like bad breath or something or i can't remember it's uh, here's the thing it's not based on randomness it's literally just based on if you have the other item it needs it just there's just two items when you have that in your in your group because you can only carry five weapons and five relics if you have the right ones you get the upgraded version yeah the random there's one grouping that can will literally give you an extra slot yeah yeah it's been really really fun to just play and kind of like power things up and do another run it's one of those games that's really easy to lose a night to i found because you do a run and you feel like oh i've been in this for five minutes even though there's literally a timer that says you've been in there for like 40 or whatever and yeah that thing is cool i definitely see the hype behind it um and it's cheap people should check that out uh, the last thing I played that I want to talk about specifically is called Bloodborne PSX. This is a fan-made PlayStation demake of Bloodborne, or at least like the first area of Bloodborne. And it is fantastic. That yeah, I saw you were pretty de- excited when it came out. The attention to detail on that thing is insane and was made by an insane person who obviously loves that, the original game so much. It's just like perfectly recreated in the way that if you were doing this on a PlayStation, this is probably what it would look and feel like. Like the camera's janky because it's made with the thought that you don't have analog sticks. You just have the original PlayStation controller. So you're spent you there's a button to like recenter your camera while you're moving. Oh, they went all in by the sounds of damn. They they have the um limitation the artificial limitation of what the playstation draw distance would be so that you're just like running into darkness in some spots fog no there's not fog it's just dark like shadow or whatever it's just like a dark scary look or whatever and 
all of this stuff is really, really cool and builds that world out in a way that you're just like, oh, this is kind of like neat that this is exactly how this game would have been on in that era. But then there's also different presets because there are like a hundred options in the video settings. You can change every little thing in it. And uh, there there's presets of like the default, which is kind of the CRT look, uh, PlayStation and whatever. Uh, there's one that's the remake look, which is set so that it looks like the remastered or remade port of a PlayStation game on like modern hardware. So it looks like um, all the textures are like very high definition, like very crisp, but they're still on weird shitty polygon models. The weird draw distance is like taken out so you can see like on a normal system. It runs at full 60 instead of the 20 um, that it does originally. And it is so cool be just having these different options to see that world in different ways. Also, it plays really well. Playing? Hmm? Which, uh, I, I played through it on the default with the CRT filter off because that CRT filter, I think it's just ugly. I don't like scan lines and stuff like that when I'm playing a game. But everything else was like the lower frame rate and the kind of crappy resolution and all that stuff. And it looked exactly the way you would want it to and then when i finished the main part of that game there's like kind of a true ending thing and i went through that with the like remastered look in the full 60 and stuff that thing is really really cool how long is it because i can't imagine they did the whole game right uh so i think people that actually know that game inside and out and like are able to explore unhindered and not die a lot or anything it's about three hours three to four i took about five total okay so yeah it's just the first area with a a recreation of the main stuff you would have remembered and how and like interconnecting those parts uh well while doing something just a little bit different to keep it a little fresh in some spots uh it is a free thing you could just download it is on itch.io uh, from Botster. It's B zero as an O T S T E R. So if anybody sounds, if this sounds interesting to anybody, you can go ahead and download that for free. The first day it came out, it had 108,000 downloads because it's been waited for by the Souls community for years now, like four years or something. And this is just kind of a love letter that. Uh, I believe the lead devs Lilith uh, that she's been working on just in her spare time for years. And it finally came out and it's awesome. It's super worth looking into. That's it. That's all I do. I've done. Uh, Let's do some news. All right, let's move to news. I was just closing some windows here. Okay. I have a basic idea of most of these news things. So the big one that happened this week is uh, with Microsoft buying up all this stuff, Sony had to throw something out there. So they just went ahead and bought Bungie. Obviously, there had been, I'm sure, something in the background for years or like yeah. at least months going on. But it was yeah, announced this stuff that does they not purchased happen over, like Do not think this was a counter to Activision. This does not happen that fast. This could be yeah. a counter to Bethesda. Yeah, that would make more sense. And to be fair, like it's not like there hasn't been any like partnership with Bungie and PlayStation. Anyways, there were Destiny themed PlayStation fours. So 
Yeah. True. There is pedigree for this. And I think Destiny was only on PlayStation, right? No. No. Destiny it was is on a, everything. Are you talking the first one or just the, the, the first series? one? Uh, no, I played through it on Xbox. It was on everything. Oh, did you? Yeah, no, this this seems to make sense. Uh, I think it worried a lot of people that are really into Destiny for a bit because they were kind of wondering what this means for multi-platform stuff and maybe cross-play or any of that sort of stuff. They've kind of said that, like, no, it's going to stay pretty much the same. In a weird, like, un-Sony-like statement, they've said that this the whole reason they're doing this is to help reach players wherever they choose to play or what like it just didn't sound like sony wrote this statement but whatever yeah so it's it's 3.6 billion dollars which is yeah. like nothing compared to some of the numbers we've been talking about in the last few weeks um yeah also more than i probably would have guessed that bungie would have been bought for sure um, yeah it it's been kind of reported that this is yeah they're keeping destiny free to play they're keeping it on everything because that's that's the best thing for destiny totally yep the purchase here is that playstation wants service games they want online service games now because if you look at the portfolio that playstation has it is extremely expensive big budget triple a third person narrative single player games like if you think of the tent poles when it comes to the playstation right now it is god of war it is horizon it is last of us you know you could even put days gone in there if you want to they're all single player sure. games very sp- sparse when it comes to multiplayer yeah um and buying bungie is an acquisition of we want like an online ecosystem we want like a massively multiplayer game you guys know that so who knows if Destiny will ever become like a, a PlayStation exclusive. I don't think whatever Destiny 2 is, if there's ever a Destiny 3, I mean, who knows about that? Mm-hmm. But this is going to be for down the road for Bungie is going to help them make and, and share their expertise on, on something else is, is what this is a purchase for. Sure. Um, and plenty of people are saying like, and even like Jeff Keel is coming out there, there's more acquisitions coming. Like surprising relatively soon for sure even playstation has said we are we are not done yet phil spencer has said Mm -hmm. we are not done yet and the reason is right now now's like the time to do it games are in a boom they're just going to keep going up and up so it's either you buy them now or they they're more expensive later yeah especially when you're starting to unveil like your subscription service and maybe different tiers or whatever. It makes sense to have something like destiny, an ongoing live game that is consistently changing and trying to like, just to add value to being on that in that platform and stuff. It makes sense. Uh, Keeping on with the PlayStation news, I guess you can connect your discord and PlayStation accounts. So now it'll say what you're doing on discord. Yep. (laughs) You can do that with sure. Xbox. Uh, now you can do it with PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, this one was the one that actually there's two uh, news things that I was just like, oh, Jesus. OK, Wordle has been bought by The New York Times. Which now, apparently makes sense because apparently it was based off of The New York Times. Sure. 
Uh, the thing that is freaking everybody out is that they said the game would initially remain free to new and existing players. So nobody really knows if they're using that terminology and that it will become a thing that the like you'll get with the New York Times subscription that you already need to like read their stuff online yeah. or if it's just going to be part of their like free game section forever. We don't know yet. I mean, New York Times has a, a, a several different subscription tiers. There's like, if you want the cooking, you can subscribe for the cooking stuff if you want. Yeah. Then they have a games one uh, like that. It, people like the New York Times crossword a lot. And that's behind yeah. a paywall. Like this is another word game. I would not be surprised if this goes behind whatever the crossword paywall yeah. is. I think um, we're all kind of assuming that it will. I mean, good for the guy who made it. I think his or name Wardle. is actually Josh Wordle. It's Wardle, it's, it's yeah. Wardle. Wardle, yeah, it's real close. Which yeah. is, I didn't know until they got bought, bought but like, that's pretty funny. Um, also, the number they're putting out there is just kind of weird to hear. Low seven figures is the quote, <laughs> which is just an yeah. odd, like, what, is it literally a million and one dollars? Is that why they're saying that? Like, why, <laughs> What? what is this phrasing? <laughs> They yeah. figure someone might just use prices right rules and that's what they're doing. A million and one dollar, Bob. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess so. Um Yeah, great. So at for this him. point is like is like Wordle not cool. No, I still I love still cool. Wordle. Uh if it does go behind a paywall, I'll just wait for the clone that somebody else makes that's free. Oh, and too then late. there's already a million enough. clones. There's so. a million clones. Um Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is a part of me where it's like why couldn't this like nice little thing that was not charging money and no ads whatsoever just kind of just exist on its free. own. But another part of me is like, dude, dude just made like seven figures. I cannot blame this guy for just being like, no peace. I'm going to live comfortably forever. Yeah. I'm super happy for that dude. Like yeah. legitimately. Um, maybe the New York times can throw some of that money and just buy wordle.com. So I don't have to go powerlanguage.com or .co.uk slash wordle anytime I <laughs> want to play that thing. But I saw a pretty funny tweet that was like, what they should do is they should keep wordle free, but charge a dollar to post your uh, score on Twitter. Nah. Yeah. Or Actually, like Actually, that would, that would make them some good money. $5 <laughs> for every retry. I feel like re- you'd only need to retry like once. Like it can't be, it wouldn't be that hard. You know what I mean? Every it day. Tell, it tells you the name <laughs> of the word. Every day. Oh yeah. One dollar to unlock what the word actually was that you couldn't get. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be hilarious. Okay. I, I gotta be real with you. I know nothing about this EA conference call thing. So oh, I, I haven't heard this either. I can't help any. I mean, you can probably you can kind of just go through the tweets. It's a thread. Yeah, they're already kind of bulleted point. But I just thought there was some kind of interesting stuff about what's going on with EA at the moment. So, okay, uh, so EA had a conference call at some point. Apparently, Battlefield 2042 did not meet expectations. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, Work from home proved to be challenging. Yeah, that makes sense. Unanticipated performance issues needed addressing. Some design choices do not resonate with the community and still planning major updates. So this is all about Battlefield 40 or 2042 and some uh, of the challenges. Yeah, just, you can just scroll down and keep going. There's there's more, not just Battlefield. Yeah. Uh, about Apex, they have uh, 28 million new players joined Apex. Um, they expect the game to reach 
uh, 1 billion in net bookings this fiscal year. So that's April um, of 2021 till March of 2022. MAUs were up 30%. Uh, huge year for the game and soft launching Apex Legends mobile soon. That soft launch I actually got a message for is going live like maybe today or tomorrow in like the Philippines and like some other places of the world. So I I don't even have my phone in here. Otherwise, I would check. But yeah, look out for I that. I mean, that Switch version is not world. great, but I'm sure it'll make a ton of money. Yeah. Um, okay, we got some more. Just this is random stuff by the looks of it. Deep pipeline for the next few years. EA Sports titles. Respawn working on Star Wars. Games from Bioware. Sure. <laughs> the Sims. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, hear more about The Sims. Skate. Dead Space. Need for Speed. Um, And I think that's it, except for some context here. It's about 2042. Apparently, EA said it's reduced its fiscal year forecast by $100 million due to the poor launch of Battlefield 2042. Uh, Battlefield... Uh, 2042 is less than 10% of the company's business. Other franchises are still doing well. Yeah. And then these last little ones is just, uh, they delayed the first season of battlefield 2042 to summer. So that's also not a great look on top of all this. Uh, there's been some like kind of rumblings and rumors that they're looking at like splitting out the modes and trying to go free to play with some of them to play. Yeah. that, That one I did hear. And then this last one is that EA is apparently they're open and looking at acquisition opportunities, and that's to acquire, not be acquired. Okay. And just kind of on the same vein, I I didn't put it in here because it was kind of announced today. Nintendo came out and made a comment about all the acquisitions and basically said, we're not interested. We don't think buying people would like go with our design philosophy. That's fair. Ignoring the fact that some of their bigger stuff were buying developers and then mixing them into their family. But yeah, sure. Makes sense. That's kind of, Nintendo that's kind of the way Nintendo does it, right? They buy a company, they become Nintendo to not become that be that company really anymore, unless it's like a third party like contract I mean, that, that they're doing. Like what's the last time Nintendo bought a company? Like yeah, exactly. They got, like, like the 90s shareholder and I think <laughs> Uh, monolith soft i think that was it yeah that's the yeah, most probably. recent one probably yeah yeah they're very like to themselves do their own thing and you see that when you look at like their internet infrastructure or how they yeah. deal with voice chat <laughs> yeah um i had to put this in here because it is like the epitome of just ridiculous nft stuff so atari decided that there was too much decent communication going on about NFTs. People are hating them, but Atari could really push it forward and really get people angry. So well, they I announced, mean, you know, they have such like a good like track record and like like position out there. Everyone really likes Atari right now, so they they could probably take a hit or two and they'd be fine, right? Totally, yeah. Uh, they decided, you know what? We should do NFTs, but these NFTs are going to be loot boxes. <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? What they're doing is creating something called GFTs because they are gifts. They're like wrapped digital gifts that you can buy. Oh, like a present. 
like yeah like a present and a you present. don't know what nft you're getting until you unwrap the present and it is either an epic rare or common <laughs> you know i'll tell you though even if i went and bought an nft i would still not really know what i'm buying oh you would be buying a token that doesn't matter <laughs> yep it's what you would be buying that sounds about so, right yeah so, so the what i really love is that there's different like rarities of items in these boxes which are nfts it's every bad thing put together let me read a little bit of uh so they are being produced by republic uh republic realm the devil uh, himself partner- yeah <laughs> yeah satan in partnership with atari and Satan says GFTs are like Hallmark cards for the next generation. Um, Poor kids. Yeah, exactly. And then this is just the editorializing here of except rather than being small, predictable tokens of appreciation. GFTs are governed by loot tables with predetermined random rates because nothing says happy anniversary or get well soon like a 0.2% chance of an epic drop. That's a great last like second half of that sentence. Yeah. Um, Atari should just die. Like this whoa, whoa, is hang ridiculous. On. Are you this telling me sad. you're not excited for the Atari Hotel that is currently a thought, or I don't know where I, it is at the moment. That would be a way better thing for them. Yes, than this. This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is so poorly thought out and like done. I thought this was a parody until I saw actual like outlets writing about. It. I thought somebody was joking, yeah, but yeah, it's, no. <laughs> it's gotten to the point. I think this week I saw like at least three developers all tweet like we're not going to do NFTs. Like, don't even worry about it. Yeah, yeah. There was a bunch. The one that uh, Team Seventeen was going to, and then they had a whole bunch of their uh, devs being like, "Well, guess I'm not working with Team Seventeen because fuck those guys." And they're like, "Oh, sorry, we're sorry." This was also the week that Ubisoft came out and said, or no, was it Ubisoft or Square Enix? I think it was Ubisoft came out and said, you guys just don't understand. You don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They doubled, which is crazy because like they, they did the NFT thing for like, what was it? Breakpoint that like nobody's engaging in. And yet they're still doubling down and just saying that we don't get it. Yeah. And they're like, I think their whole statement is that, the masses don't get it, but that's what we're here to do. We're here to like show them why it's important and stuff like that. Or it's like, yeah, okay, man, whatever. This is also okay. the week that Troy Baker said you can either be a hater or a creator when it comes to NFT. Wasn't that last week? Oh my god, don't tell me that was also this week. <laughs> this week has been a weird one for NFT no, stuff. I thought Troy Baker backed down and said I'm not going to do it because he was he backed he, down after he was called out by three podcasts to yeah. like reconsider he was what doing he was like doing. i'm sure it was way more than that uh he uh he was doing like audio nfts or something like that yeah it was no it was uh nfts of robotic versions of their voices yes something so, like that yeah it was basically offering the ability to have uh, a famous voice say whatever you wanted through an nft system but it was yeah, just a, like an ai use it as my ringtone on my phone right so everyone can know yeah Yep. Mainly it was just the like you can hate or create line or whatever he said that I thought. Yeah, was it was hilarious. very, very full of himself. I think he lost a lot of goodwill on that one. 
it was hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, someone in chat been, points out he eventually backed away two weeks later. Oh, was it two weeks? I actually thought it, it, it was, was like a couple weeks ago. Later. I remember that being a while back. He he announced his thing a while back, so he's he's been sitting on this a little bit. Uh, okay. Uh, next up, this was interesting. So um, yeah. Yacht Club came out with their next new IP or thing that their new project called Mina the Hollower. And it does not include Shovel Knight. Yes. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Not yet, I guess. Yeah. This thing looks cool. I, I honestly stopped paying attention to this when it was like, yeah, we're looking to release this in like 2024 or late 2023 or something. It was like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't care it's, then. It's a Metroidvania mixed with Link's Awakening. Yeah. And they're, they're hearkening yeah. back to like Game Boy classics. Um, what's interesting, and this is the one where I've been seeing some some discourse around, um, which I could say about every news story in the video game <laughs> industry. Sure. Um, yeah. Is they're going back to Kickstarter? Yes, which is is a little puzzling to me. I'm not I'm not going to be here and be like, "What are you guys doing? Make my game." Kickstarter is fine. I'm just surprised. Like Shovel Knight did really well for them. Why would they need Kickstarter? Apparently, they don't, and they said they're going for the community aspect that they had with Shovel Knight in the first place. But it does give an odd look to it. Yeah, and again, I'm it not doesn't. saying it's like a negative look. It's more just yeah. like why. <laughs> They uh, they've already said they like I think they've already a hit funding and B they said a significant yeah. portion of it is still being paid in house. They've, they've almost, almost doubled, doubled funding. their funding at this moment, and they, they here's the thing like they have stretch goals and whatnot, but it's like I am confident you guys have the resources to pay for all of these stretch goals. Yeah, and a lot of people are. They're they're pretty sure at this point. Like it it it's given off a weird vibe, but I think everyone's kind of giving them some leeway. Honestly, it's probably I, I agree a marketing. With you, I find it. I find it a little awkward. Yeah, it's 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 probably just a marketing strategy they're going for, and I wouldn't be surprised if some of these stretch goals are like, if we hit a hundred followers, you know, it's like those kind of ones. Yeah. I haven't looked too close into it, but either way, the game looks cool. It does. The um, okay. sorry, go I on. Think, I think there's a demo out because I have seen people streaming the demo. Oh, really? Oh, I need to check that out. That, that, that might also be for backers only or something. The coolest thing about the Kickstarter is that they, on their first update here, they shout out a game I have been looking forward to and I actually got an alpha build to uh, check out the other day called Bow. And that is awesome because that got that game. That helped get that game funded. And that is like a really indie or was really indie. It's a hand-drawn uh, Japanese folklore Metroidvania. And it is really really pretty and cool well so, wasn't, wasn't that what they did at the end of shovel knight they were just like yeah we're we're funded but here's some other ones you should check out yeah i remember that's like that's one of the ways bloodstain got attention yep and that's exactly what happened here so that like i'm kind of happy they did it because bow looks awesome <laughs> they're also saying that they showed off i'm just reading this article a new level from the upcoming shovel knight game shovel knight dig did that not come yeah. out what was the one that came out in december pocket dimension po pocket. pocket dungeon rather pocket dungeon. pocket dungeon oh, yeah okay there's a lot of shovel knight man that dude gets around yeah. <laughs> yes he does <laughs> um supermassive games trademarked the uh these are great the uh five new uh dark pictures titles these are so great so people remember supermassive they do the um dark anthology they just came yeah. with House of Ashes. Oh, great. The link that I put here is not working. 
Yeah, it doesn't uh, work, so. Let me try and find it. While you try to find that, I will quickly just say this last news thing caught me by surprise, I think, last night. But they are going, or did they already? Ghostwire Tokyo got a release date of March, uh, March 25th specifically. Um, and they were going to do a presentation to show more of that game soon. And I thought it might have been today, but I haven't been online today. I so saw I pictures checked. of like pre-order bonuses, so I'm assuming there was something today. Okay. Um, okay, you guys haven't seen this yet, so I'm going to ask you before you look. Okay. So Dark Pictures the Anthology, they have done Man of Medan, House of Ashes. Little Hope. Little Hope. Um, yeah. And for those who don't know, it, those are like the co-op, very, F, not FMB, but very uh, motion-captured um, horror little adventure games. Um, yeah. I find them all pretty fun. They just trademarked five more names, and I think these names are all great. And I want to ask you two, what kind of horror do you think these names evoke? What kind of setting and whatnot? Yeah. Okay. The Dark Pictures Directive 8020. Uh, that sounds like SCP equivalent. So yeah, uh, scientific experiment goes wrong. Yeah, maybe maybe the uh, the zero in eighty is a moon, so it's maybe more space. Maybe okay. kind of an oh, okay. kind of an alien thing. And remember, the sure. way a lot of these these games go is there's like a modern day thi- char- set of characters that are kind of uncovering like a an ancient secret of horror and yada yada yada. Uh, next one here, I, I love this one. The Dark Pictures, The Craven Man. The Craven Man. Insane okay. Asylum. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm thinking something like in a jungle or something. Some, like, okay. tribe something. <laughs> Is that from Craven the Hunter? Yeah, kind of. I'm thinking, like, a Wicker Man kind of thing. Okay. Um, and the logo, the A in Man, looks like a big kind of, like man so oh okay i I could see that uh this one is kind of hard the dark pictures intercession what's not i'll just kind of give it to you the t in intercession looks like an upside down cross so it's probably going to be like uh knight's templar kind of holy war Uh, stuff going on which that seems like a really cool setting to put one of these horror uh, games the dark pictures winterfold Could be winter survival. Could be like maybe like a maybe like a the thing kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Um. The the picture here is it almost looks more like a kind of like a, like a welcome to Winterfold kind of sign, like a town name. Oh, so, a town. It so could be sign, anything. Kind of really equivalent. Then. Maybe. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then the last one, you guys, which you probably won't get, but this name is pretty crazy. The Dark Pictures presents O Death. Just the letter O Death. And that sounds yeah. like it's going to be like a Shakespearean style play oh, about it. Maybe. Yeah. And the, the picture here is at the end of death, there's like a little card and it looks like Paul, have you played these games? Uh, the dark pictures ones. No, just okay. There's, one. there's kind of an overlying um, narrative on top of all these of this dude in a bowler cap that gets introduced by this weirdly like grunge rock song every time. And it's the goofiest shit in the world. You need to play these games. They're 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 interesting. His pictures there. So I've been kind of wondering the whole time, are they actually going to reveal like what is this narrative? Who is this guy talking to the whole time as he narrates this? What is this 
building he's in. So maybe it's going to be something like that. Or maybe he's going to actually be in the story. Who knows? Um, but I'm, I'm excited that they're they able to do five more of these. I thought they were like running out. Yeah, that's cool. All right. And that does it, I guess. Do you have anything to say about Ghostwire Tokyo, Sean? Besides, Oh, right. Um, I'm glad that there's not a three massive games coming out in February, so I'll definitely have time to play this. Is this even looking like it'll be good? Like, I feel after that one developer left the company, like nothing really came out much about it. Every now and then I would see like a new trailer and that was it. So here's the thing. No, because I haven't seen like anything that tells me what this game is. Really? They're all confusing. <laughs> I Yeah. All I can really say is I'm very interested in what this game is. So, you know, the minute I hear some like good stuff about it when it comes to release date. Yeah, I'll pick this up. If I'm not playing. Yeah one of the three 60 hour games that are coming out in February still. Yeah. I just can't tell what this thing is. It's got cool vibes. Oh, oh the game, this uh, link you have actually has the gameplay thing that they were going to show that I You're haven't welcome. watched yet. I guess that yeah, I'll watch this. After all. I'll watch it later, but it kind of looks like some weird, like Skyrim esque thing where instead of in, a medieval fantasy land you're in a shitty Tokyo with yokai everywhere. <laughs> I, th- I think this yeah, game sounds like cool. Mach and X. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but like more supernatural and less, well, not really cyberpunky at all. Very much ghosts and demons and magic and stuff. I like the look. I like the colors that are in this. This is super... Th- yeah, seeing some actual gameplay actually has changed. This does look really cool. The monsters I'm look in. so cool. Like if you're, what was I just looking at? It was around. Yeah, I'm just kind of skipping around. Like the here. two minute mark, you're fighting these like dudes with umbrellas over their heads that look kind of cool. Yeah, this looks super cool. I bet this is gonna look real nice on my big TV. I'm stoked that we got a release date that is very soon too. That's the thing is, I'm not stoked for that. There's so many games coming out in February. It's unfair. (laughs) But I will find time somewhere. Yeah, that's it for news. Uh, Sean, do you feel up to questions or should we push some back? Uh, I wouldn't mind pushing it back because mostly I just want to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. And we're going to be running long if we don't anyway, so... Well, uh, yeah, we'll do questions next week then. Uh, games of the week. Pokemon Legends. Sure. I'll, I'll give it to Minoria, I guess. Um, Dick Tracy for Genesis. Cause that's Hell yeah. Right now. <laughs> sure, I got nothing. Yeah, love it. All right. Uh, some housekeeping. Sean will be back next week. He was here this week, but he'll be back next week as well. That's true. Um, That's good enough. Next, <laughs> next week. Am, sorry, go on. I was gonna say. I mean, at least I hope. I don't have plans to not be here. <laughs> yeah. Um, next week we will finally get around to Neil. The world ends with you. Come hell or high water, that will be talked about. 
and uh the tvp episode for peacemaker episodes one to five about half of the series or so uh that's out right now is out and you can go listen to that if you're a patron you should that'll do it yeah thanks everyone yeah thanks everyone thanks sean for coming on yeah thanks thank you for coming on yeah john thank you for showing up too no (laughs) thank thank you for being a friend Rest in peace. (laughs) Bye, everybody.